Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Thank you again for tuning in and giving us a chance to, uh, well, give you an opinion on a on a cool horror movie. This week we're doing The Lodge from 2019, a little bit of a psychological thriller here, uh, but not well received by most people. So, you know, let's let's see uh, see what you guys think. Uh, sitting at 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 10 on IMDb. And only 56% on Google users. Uh, a little harsh on the rating. We're right with Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, we gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, again, it's, it, it touches more on, on thriller than it does horror. And I, I kind of have a problem with horror. Just uh, It's like if there's blood or guts or anything like that and it's not over-the-top action. It's just labeled horror. Right. So like us horror fans get our hopes up thinking it's going to be something, you know, a little scarier or whatever. And there's definitely more horror elements in this movie than than just like a quick, uh, you know, a couple of kills in this in this movie. Um, there, there's some good horror elements to it, um, but it definitely aligns more with thriller, in my opinion. Um, beers we're drinking today. We're just keeping it easy. Uh, hate to break it to you. We're just doing Coors Banquet. Um, I hate to. Yeah, disappoint anybody, but hey, dude, this beer is fantastic. So if you haven't had it, go get it. You know, if you're on this, uh, your craft beer high horse, get the hell off of it. Go get yourself a cheap macro. Just so you know, this is what all the cool beer nerds are doing now, right? Barrel-aged stouts, double barrel-aged stouts, triple-aged barley wines, triple dry hopped IPAs, you know, heavily fruited sours. That's old school. You know, that's, that's, nobody's doing that anymore. You know what we're doing? We're finding the cheapest, shittiest beers we can drink and bragging about it. So, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of kidding. We're half kidding here. Uh, anyway, so the lodge, this might be a shorter episode, but, but maybe not, at least the intro will be, um, what do we like about it? Well, it's got some shock value to it. Um, I remember taking my notes. Uh, the only reason we did this is because, well, not the only reason it was on my list. I just did it a little sooner than I was expecting. Um, Austin over at Frightmares, uh, requested my presence, uh, and I feel very honored. Uh, so I figured I'd, I'd draw it down and maybe sneak in a, a review of my own. Um, and I take notes for every movie I watch, um, in the midst of taking notes and trying to put everything together. Uh, there was a very shocking scene that happens pretty early on that definitely caught my attention. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like, <laughs> I can't believe this happened already. I had to like rewind it and watch it. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so right away I'm drawn in. And and I love when movies do that when, you know, they throw something at you quick uh, and, and you're just you're not expecting it. Um, I, I love that. Um, little to no time to build the story before something very shocking happens. Uh, and, and I like that. Also, this this movie uh, dab dabs dabbles dabs dabbles uh, in in the psychological horror like thriller realm. Uh, so it kind of keeps you guessing the whole time. You're you're trying to figure out what the hell. At least that's what I like to do in these movies. I'm trying to figure out, you know, can I outsmart you know who? You're not outsmarting uh, outsmarting anybody. I just want to pat myself on the back if I get it right. Uh, and I think I'm not the only one that's like that. Um, 
but yeah, it, it just kind of keeps you guessing until until the end. Um, some things are set in motion, uh, or are they? <laughs> to to you know, kind of steer you one way or the other. Um, and, and you do get to, I believe, like a fork in the road, so to speak, uh, in the midst of this movie, where where you kind of start coming to your own conclusion. Um, I ended up picking the correct conclusion. Uh, however, the ending was still did not see it coming. Um, I thought it was, it was pretty well done. Um, but it's not, you know, like I said, we gave it a seven and a half out of 10. Uh, and part of the reason is because it, what we didn't like about it, um, this storyline's kind of messy a little bit. Um, it, it does, it, it tries really hard sometimes. Uh, the camera works really weird sometimes. There's, there's these like, kind of constant slow like zoom ins <laughs> for some weird reason. So the characters like in the frame and then they'll cut to the other character and they'll cut back to the, the previous character, but like they're in a totally different frame and then they zoom in again and then they just, it, it's hard to explain. You kind of have to watch it. And if you've seen it already, then you know what I'm talking about, but it, it's the uh, Alicia Silverstone in the beginning uh, in particular, this weird interaction in the kitchen. It's just like the camera's just zooming in and all these weird angles on her, but like the dad's totally fine. I don't know. That just kind of dorked me up, but it, I feel like that might be the only time that actually happens. And maybe there's a reason for that. I'm not sure. But uh, the ending was a little underwhelming. Um, ultimately, like I didn't see it coming, but, but I, you know, I kind of had hoped for a little more. It gets a little drawn out and dramatic and all that stuff. And, um, you know, sometimes less is more with these movies. Uh, and, and I, I wish directors would understand that, that you don't have to like hammer home your fucking vision. Um, but then again, it's your vision. You have a movie. I don't. <laughs> so maybe I should just shut my fucking mouth. Um, but it, it's just sometimes, you know, they, they can get a little long winded uh, in, in the script and they really just want to drive home a certain point. Uh, and I just sometimes it's not necessary, you know, kind of just let us figure it out on our own. And if you can't figure it out on your own, I mean, that's not my problem and that's not the director's problem, nor should it be. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're only not even seven minutes in and we're going to jump right into the movie here. So like I said, we're moving a little fast here. Um, you know what? Because you guys, you came here for a beer podcast. I happen to have this little fridge sitting right next to me. I have a banquet. I think I have one more in here. I do. I do. Um, we have lift, uh, it's just a good old fashioned American Porter, uh, from good fire brewing. This was a donation made, uh, by a buddy of mine. It's up in Portland, Maine. Um, sitting at 5.1%, 391 on untapped. Uh, so pretty, you know, just straight and narrow, uh, beer flavored beer. Uh, porters are great, especially this time of year. Cause we are, uh, I'm filming this way earlier than this is going to get released, but it's still going to be cold. Uh, when I release this. So <laughs> I was like a darker beer, um, a little more full body beer in the, uh, in the wintertime. I mean, I always love those, but it's harder to drink a Porter when it's like 85 degrees outside and you're in a swimming pool because <laughs> it just gets like really hot, really fast. And these beers do drink better warm, but regardless. Um, yeah. So now let's get into the movie now. Okay. I wasted another minute. Uh, we're hitting into eight minutes. If you haven't seen this movie, uh, we're doing spoilers. Come back, uh, after you have seen it. So I don't spoil anything for you. So eight minute mark, you got six seconds and I'm gonna, I gotta run, check something real quick. Give me one second. I'm gonna hit pause. I'll be right back. 
false alarm, but I do love that pause button. It saves my life sometimes. I thought the dogs were going to get a little rowdy, but they didn't. So cool. All right. Um, beers open, ready to go. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. I didn't even pour it in a glass this time. So we're just drinking straight out of the can. <sighs> like a gen- uh, degenerate. <laughs> so movie opens. Um, it, it's a little, it's like really ominous. Um, they're just kind of showcasing this, this empty log cabin, um, or lodge of some sort. Um, there's, there's a, there's a gun and, and, and it's kind of like artistic. I, I got some hereditary vibes here because, you know, they, they show this, like this house, this like dollhouse and all this stuff. Um, and you hear a woman calling and you think it's in the house, but it's not. Um, turns out that it's, it's a dollhouse, uh, and it's just mom calling from a different room. So they're on their way somewhere. They, they, they just kind of throw you right in the middle of storyline. There's like zero time for, uh, for any storyline building here. You're just kind of on your own. There's a mom. There's two kids. One of the kids is playing with a doll that looks just like her mom, which is kind of weird. Uh, not really, <laughs> not really sure what's going on with that. Uh, but she kind of plays a part later in the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a weird one. Now that I'm thinking, thinking back on it, I literally just, I just watched this last night. Um, but you you find out that they're divorced. Uh, Alicia Silverstone and, and this guy. Um, looks like dad's doing well for himself. Um, this is the the weird camera interaction that's happening. Um, it's it's just so weird. Uh, I don't know. But dad approaches her, you know, saying like, "I want to get this divorce finalized. Uh, me and Grace want to get married and and everything. We want to move forward." And mom's not a huge fan of that. She kind of storms off and leaves. Um, she heads home, pours herself some wine, and um, yeah, she legit just puts her fucking. I mean, she puts a gun in her face and blows her fucking head off. And I, I mean, this is five minutes into the movie, but you know what that is, right? You know what it is. Just because of the timing. I mean, we're fucking, we're 10 minutes into the episode. We're three minutes into talking about the movie and there's already someone that blew the fucking head off. You had zero time for character development or anything like that or what's going on. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it just gets dark super fast. I was like, holy fuck fuck <laughs> immediately they're just you're in it um so obviously there's a funeral and, and and the daughter's really broken up about it she's saying something about not going to heaven um i don't know if that plays a part later in the movie and, and you find out why but we'll talk about it a little bit um they, they're really focusing on this dollhouse um and and it's kind of like it's mimicking real life um you know, they're all praying around this like picture and everything that's in there. I might, I'm going to have to watch this again. I'm literally reading through my notes and I think I have to watch this again to like maybe connect some of the dots that happen later in the movie. Um, cause there's a, there's a picture, you know, that, that, that grace really doesn't like that's in the, uh, that's in the lodge that's in their, their cabin that she ends up staying in. And I wonder if that's the same picture that the kids are praying at in the beginning of the movie. I could be wrong. I'm going to have to look that one up. Oof. If I was a real podcast host, I'd have done that already. But this is what happens when you have a kid and you have a full-time job and you're trying to work out and you're trying to do everything and you have X amount of hours in the day (laughs) and you're just squeezing in an episode so you have content. Um, That being said, we are still trying to do our best here. So again, thank you for the continued support. This thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger and and it is awesome. So again, thank you. All right. Enough of, uh, you know, patting you guys on the back. Let me get some beer. All right, man, 
I love Coors. It's so fucking good. Um, so dad decides he pitches, pitches an idea saying, um, I want you guys to like grace, you know, give her a chance. She wants to do this. You know, she wants to be a part of this family and, and take care of you guys and blah, blah, blah. And the kids are obviously not real receptive to her because their mom just fucking killed themselves or ki- killed her over this new girlfriend, wife, whatever, fiance, <laughs> like they're not overly thrilled about it. I mean, the, the son even calls her like a psychopath, you know, and they keep her mysterious, uh, in the beginning of the movie, right? Like, you're not really sure. Like, is she a psychopath? What's going on? So the kids are looking up some weird shit on dad's computer and they, they come across some old, uh, some old like home videos, um, of like a weird religious cult and like a mass suicide kind of thing. Um, like, like they drank punch, not like they all fucking, you know, nothing super graphic, but it's just a, a video of some, you know, somebody walking around with the camera showing all these bodies, dead bodies laid out with these satin sheets over their head and, and duct tape over the mouth that says sin. Uh, dad burst in. He's not happy about that. And uh, again, pushes the whole, you know, um, like give grace a chance. Like we're going to, I need you to do this for me. And then there's another weird cut scene to the lodge. Like they, they keep focusing so hard on this lodge. And like, like I said, I'm, I'm getting hereditary vibes, which I never really understood that part of hereditary either. Um, maybe it's lost on me, like the whole like, cabin thing and then taken from, maybe it's just an artistic thing that, that I'm just too dumb to understand. I don't know, but I thought it was funny that, you know, they're, they're heading up to this, you know, he convinces the kids that they're going to go to this, this, their cabin, their family cabin or whatever. And they, they do. Uh, and dad looks to be pretty well to do, right? Like he's got his shit together. He's got a nice big modern house and all this stuff. And he's driving like a fucking Jeep Cherokee from 1992. <laughs> like the wood paneling on the side looks like the Wagoneer. Like that thing probably still smells like Marlboro's. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Um, but they arrive at this lodge and uh, kind of reminds me of this, you know, my, my family had a, my one side of the family had a cabin. Um, and they went up there every weekend. At least somebody was there. If it wasn't my grandparents, it was like my aunts or uncles or like us or whatever. Um, and we just had so many good memories up there. If you've had something like that, like you can relate. It was super cool. Just you live in like the suburbs or the city or whatever, and you get a chance to, to get away and it's just quiet. You can go roam around the woods and play in the creek and creek, creek. We call it creek here in Western Pennsylvania. I know it's creek to some of you guys, but um, you know, the places where it was never up to date, you know, and, and it was always a little colder and it kind of had like a weird smell to it sometimes. And, but, um, yeah, God, oh, there was a fucking, there was a basement in, in this one, uh, at the cabin that we used to go to, um, as a kid It scared the shit out of me. It was like, the door was always locked. And I don't know if that was a safety thing for the kids. So we didn't fall down there. But, uh, as I you know, grew older, um, I didn't grow taller that much, but I grew, I got older. Uh, but I, like, I, I can't even stand up like fully in this thing. Like it's like old school dirt floor, like that kind of basement. Um, just, just so you know what we, we were working with there, but oh, we had so much fun. So many memories up in that place. Um, can't wait to take my son up there and, and do that. Uh, anyway, back to the movie. Um, so they're, you know, soaking in the, the cabin and or the lodge, so to speak. Um, and Grace starts putting putting her stuff away, and you see that she has like a literal fucking pharmacy that she's bringing for herself. Um, you know, we jump to dinner, and you see the great. You know, the kids are saying a prayer, 
and Grace's nosebleeds. Uh, there's like another scene where Grace is staring at this crucifix that's hanging in the in the dad's bedroom, you know, and dad's like, oh, I'll take it down. She says, no, it's okay. Then they bang and keep the kids up all night. And it's, it's weird. Uh, but you can tell that she's not a fan of religion. And they show in that, that video earlier of the, uh, you know, that, that mass suicide thing that, you know, there was, um, there was like, it looked like a girl filmed it and she had like a mask on or, or like duct tape herself. Um, and they don't, they don't dwell on it too long. So you can't confirm, but I'm pretty sure that that was grace. Um, and given everything else that's revealed throughout the rest of the movie, you do find out that that was her. Um, so she's got some major fucking PTSD. Obviously that's why she's like, anti-religion because it was just shoved down her throat for so many years and all that stuff um so this is where the movie starts getting kind of you know is the is there like a supernatural thing going on here is mom interfering is mom or, or you know what what is happening everybody's outside um you know skating on this pond that's like right around like right across the street from their house Maybe it's, not, maybe it's like a lake, I guess, because it, it seems pretty big, um, which I never really understood the difference. Like, what's the cutoff between a pond and a lake? Um, they get mad because Grace has their mom's hat on. They get pissy and all that stuff, and she didn't know. But she's trying to bond with the kids, and the kids just don't want anything to fucking do with her, which is, you know, pretty common. Uh, so don't really, you know, blame them, I guess. But uh, the daughter's playing with that mom doll, and it falls right next to that fishing hole. She goes to retrieve it and falls through the ice and they try to pull her and the ice breaks more where she tries to get out and then the ice breaks a little more. So at this point, it's like later in the movie, you know how it ends. We're not going to talk about it just yet, just in case people are listening for whatever reason. And they, you know, I don't want to reveal anything until we get later in the movie. I will reveal that this porter is drinking quite nicely. Um, where is this from again? Nice. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, for that little uh, contribution to the podcast. Uh, that was super good. It is super good. Nice and light and roasty. Mm. Um, I like just beer-flavored beers, man. They're just, they're fucking killer. You get so caught up in all these trends and all this stuff. And, you know, all that stuff's good, too. I mean, it's cool when beer doesn't taste like beer, but it's nice to have a beer that does taste like beer. Rant over. Uh, so they save Grace after she falls in there. And... Um, you know, I have a little question mark here. Did, did mom have something to do with that? Cause they kind of focus on the doll a little bit. Like, you know, is there something supernatural? Is she, is she like a presence in this house? Is this leading towards some kind of like mama situation? You know, if you guys have seen that movie, um, but dad doesn't seem to be aware that she's on meds, you know, she's, she's trying to hide them and all that stuff, but he soon reveals that he has to go out of town for whatever reason, leaving the kids and the mom who shows that she knows how to use a gun. <laughs> um, leaves them with grace, leaves the kids in grace and leaves. That's a lot of time to say a lot of times to say leaves in the same sentence. <laughs> Would you do this? Would you leave your kids with like your girlfriend? Just like, Hey, I got to go to town. Well, see you later. Good luck. Uh, she tries bonding with them, you know, doing whatever. And they just don't want anything to do with her. Um, let's decorate the house for Christmas, whatever tries talking to you know the daughter uh daughter's like yeah i have an idea let's show you my christmas present for my dad and it's just videos of their mom 
and you know their dad and all that stuff and I'm sure she, you know, she's sympathetic, you know, that these kids just lost their mom and, you know, they're upset and mourning and all this other stuff. But like, she's human too. She's just trying to do her best. And just to have that like shoved down your throat, it it almost felt spiteful, you know, which it probably was. But, uh, yeah, she doesn't take it really well. Um, so she gets a shower. This was kind of a creepy scene. She gets a shower and, uh, while she's like getting out and getting ready, she, you know, getting dried off and all that stuff. She notices that, uh, Aiden is spying on her, uh, which we've all been teenage boys before. We have all wanted to see what boobs look like, but I don't know if I've ever creeped on anybody in my own house, you know, or my dad's new girlfriend just to catch a peek. You know what I mean? That's, that's a little creepy. Uh, she does confront him later about it and all that stuff. And, but it's been a few days now. Uh, we're on like day two or three. Um, Grady seems to be barking. That's her dog that she brought. She's, you know, there's, there's a couple scenes of her or the dog barking, you know, at night, like two or three nights in a row and like growling, like she sees something and, and you never see what it is. So this is where it's kind of like pushing you towards there's an entity here. There's something going on. That's, that's fucking with her. Grace is having these bad dreams about like, you know, she put the kids into this, you know, suicide cult thing. Like you know, she wakes up on the floor and everything's, you know, normal, obviously, but you can see that like the, the meds are not having her meds. Um, like I think she skipped a day because of all this, but you thought I got, you thought I left. I didn't leave. I didn't leave. I didn't leave. <laughs> I didn't leave. Um, but I do have to, I need a break here for a second. So let me go. Give me one second. Okay, sorry guys, I really had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that nicely on air. <laughs> so I just said it that way. Uh, all right, where were we? We were talking about, okay, Grace not having her like shit together and all that stuff. Um, she's having a hard time, you know, trying to deal with these kids that don't want anything to do with her. And she feels like there's something going on here. Her, she's not herself. Um, daughter's doll goes missing and and it was in Grace's room and you know, is, is Grace sleepwalking at night? Is there some, some hallucination that's had, like there, there's a lot of confusion going on here. And, and I'm still doubting at this point, cause I'm still trying to figure out what the hell is going on, but there's something off about the, the interactions with the kids. Like it feels like they know about whatever's going on, right? That's, that's what I was getting at this point. Um, you know, Grace has these dreams now. They're getting more and more vivid as she wakes up in the middle of the frozen lake or, you know, whatever it is, the, you know, the suicide, you know, packed, you know, with the kids and all that stuff. But when she does actually wake up, um, the power's out. They had a nice night before where they're all just trying to watch a movie and, you know, they bring the gas heater in, try to keep everybody warm and all that stuff. Um, but when Grace wakes up this time, everything's gone power's out pipes are frozen no water everything is gone food decorations heater firewood everything is gone but the religious painting that she took down earlier um the same one in the beginning of the movie that i think they're praying to uh that she notices at dinner and all that stuff that she just does not like it's hung back up. So now you're like really thinking there's some kind of entity here, right? Some kind of like crazy paranormal thing. At least that's what I was thinking, right? Or that, but I thought the kids were involved somehow. Like they, they were, 
they know about her kind of like a mama situation where they know about mama, but like, they're not, they're trying to keep their, you know, cards to their chest and all that stuff. So this is where I have my, my theories that come up. But, um, before we get there, Grace is, is really panicking because she can't find anything, her clothes, her medication or anything like that. And it's a slippery slope for her already. Um, but it's, you know, the kids are the ones saying that, you know, she's sleepwalking at night. They don't know, you know, you're scaring us or whatever. You're, you're, you're the one that's up all night. You know, we're, we're trying to sleep. So we don't know what you do with everything. So they're, they're really fucking with her head. So here's my theory. Dad's behind the whole thing. He knows about the meds and everything, and he's playing mind games with them. Or Aiden pitches an idea. He wakes up and he says, uh, he has a dream. And he says, um, he says, I think we all died. He said, I, I had a nightmare last night. I didn't want to say it in front of my, you know, my sister or whatever, but you know, cause they were talking about smelling the, uh, the, the, the gas heater. He said, I think we, we all actually died and we're stuck here. So Grace starts getting a little, you know, paranoid. Uh, she hears Mia talking to herself in another part of the house. She goes to check it out, thinking she's on her phone, but, you know, Mia's faking it or whatever. You know, middle of the night. It's just, there's a lot of weird stuff happening. And and this is where, like like I said, you know, what we didn't like, you know, there there seems to be paranormal stuff going on. Like the dog's missing. You have no idea where the fuck that thing went um, or how it got outside. And can we stop killing fucking dogs in horror movies? I said that before. I cannot be alone in that. Stop killing dogs in horror movies. Stop killing dogs in movies, period. Stop it. They're great. They're wonderful creatures. Um, 99.9% of the time, unless they like like bark when your kid's trying to fall asleep or something. That's the only time I'm not a big fan of dogs. Um, but there's, you know, there's, there's like doors opening on their own. You know, she sees like a bunch of snow angels out back, which is a callback to the video from earlier. You know, there's, she's hearing these voices now talking about repenting and all this other stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's a callback to her father who was, you know, very religious. He was the leader of that cult and all that other stuff. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, there's a lot of cut scenes, right? It just keeps jumping and, and there's like some jump scares kind of tied in there because of how they like start and stop scenes and everything, which I always kind of like that in a horror movie because it catches you off guard because it, it'll draw you in on a really scary part and, you know, they don't, they'll jump to the next morning and there's like a blender going because they're having breakfast and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it kind of scares you. Um, but she's about had it. Um She's going nuts. Things are getting weird. She has another uh, mass murder scene, you know, vision in her head. She wakes up the next morning and, well, she doesn't really wake up. because She's kind of in a daze. The kids wake up and Grace is standing with a gun pointed right at them. Like, what the fuck? Uh, that would be fucking terrifying, right? Your, <laughs> your new stepmommy, so to speak, uh, just standing there with a gun over top of you. And if you had had a hand in this, right, as as one of the kids, which you find out later that they do, now you're like, well, uh, maybe we pushed it too far. <laughs> she has a gun. Um, but this is it. This is where things start getting a little, uh, a little complicated. Grace decides to leave on her own to go call dad, try to get some, you know, it's been, it, I don't know how many days now. And I'm wondering this the whole time. This is where I thought dad was in on it because he was gone for like five days, just leaving his kids with, with this random woman, not random woman. I know it's his girlfriend and all that stuff, but 
you know, no attempt to call. I mean, it's just, it just felt like it was planned. Um, but she starts having hallucinations, you know, she's out walking around and, this storm and walking across this lake and there's like a random building and she can't get in. And, you know, so she ends up back at the cabin and, uh, Aiden brings up the point about the, the being already dead part. Um, and they, they start talking about, uh, like praying and everything. Uh, they're openly like trying to convince her that they're dead. And she doesn't want anything to do with that. And there's a, you know, she keeps waking up and seeing like January 9th on the clock. And she's like, they're really fucking with her head in a big way, like literally driving her to madness. So she's not only losing, you know, her sanity, her sanity. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Her sanity due to, you know, lack of meds. Uh, But now the the kids are also, I mean, imagine if your kids started, if your entire family started playing a trick on you like this, Um, you know, you would think that, yeah, maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, you lose your grip on reality a little bit. They see an obituary delivered to the house, which I don't really understand what that was about. It was just like a piece of paper and it had all of them. And, you know, Grace starts freaking the fuck out. Aiden runs and hangs himself, which is super weird. Uh, this, and I'm still not totally sure of what's going on here, but he goes and he hangs himself and, you know, Grace freaks the fuck out. And, um, <laughs> so side note here i have this is by no means a, a a call or a cry for help or anything if you have any thoughts of suicide there's a number don't do it obviously uh but there's a number that that you know they can they can help you out you know get you through some dark times you know we've all been there it sucks um but but things can get better um but let's let's just say you know theoretically that you are dead uh, like Aiden is portraying here, right? You're stuck in this like purgatory. Um, would you, would you fuck around like, like Bill Murray did in, in Groundhog Day? If you guys have seen that movie, like, I mean, he kills himself like 30 different times. You know, he puts like a toaster in the oven. He jumps off, a, he stands in front of a bus. Like how many times, you know, if you were already dead, you know, would you want to see what it's like to like jump off a building or like, you know what I mean? Just it, there's that call to the void theory, you know, that like, and you could, if you're driving down the road, just steer your car into the other lane. I would never do that, but you know, there's always that, or you're like on a, a ledge what would happen if I jumped, you know, it's a real thing. It's a psychological thing that our brains do sometimes, uh, or maybe I really need to talk to, uh, to somebody. No, uh, <laughs> that is a proven thing. Uh, look it up. It's called call to the void, which is, it's really fascinating why we would do that. You would never do that. They would never do that. Um, but for some reason you get to these situations and you're like, I wonder. <laughs> so Grace has lost her mind pretty much uh, altogether now. And the kids don't really know what to do. Um, they've kind of lost, uh, kind of lost control of this whole thing. Grace won't come inside. She won't do anything. She found the puppy. It's dead. Uh, it's like, she won't come inside. Uh, she's just like holding the dead dog out there. So the kids move aside uh, this like secret door and you see everything's in there. So now you know that the kids are behind everything. Now, Aiden comes forward, said they were just messing. He didn't actually hang himself. Let's just go inside. Let's go do this. Aiden can't get the generator. So everything's kind of backfiring here, right? Um, Mia's trying to get like a, you know, maybe let's get her on another sleeping pill and, and do whatever. Grace has lost her fucking mind. This scene was very uncomfortable. She decides to repent. 
she decides to, to talk to the, you know, to the Lord and, and apologize for everything and whatever we have to do to get, to get right. She kneels down. She, they build a fire. She builds a fire and she brings a burning log out onto the, onto the ground of the lodge. And she kneels down on it and confesses everything like, holy fuck. Like that is, that's an uncomfortable scene. So dad looks at the lodge at home um, and notices something going on. And I'm not sure, again, this is where I wasn't sure. Like, is he doing like a, like an act, you know, kind of thing? Is he like setting the dolls up at home and getting updates from the kids that this is what's happening? Or is there some supernatural thing that's going on? And then another theory. So all of this stuff is happening, right? You, you see them driving their new stepmom crazy, you know, did they have a hand in mom's death in the beginning? Did they play games with her like this? Um, are the kids just as fucked up as dad is? Like what, this is where I was kind of confused is like, did they really love mom or were they just okay with, you know, cause they were, they, you know, dad reveals that they were in contact with the kids and, and all that stuff that they knew. He knew that this was happening. He knew that they were fucking with her. And, and I don't know why she was the target. Um, they never really say, they say dad was an author. So I thought maybe he was writing stuff down. You know, he just needed a story. Um, but he pushed it too far and dad arrives. Um, Grace is upstairs with the kids with the gun, puts the gun to her head. As she comes downstairs, sees sees dad. He she's convinced that that everybody's dead, that they are in purgatory. Dad's trying to convince her. He's like, "Fuck, we fucked up. We went too far." She pulls the trigger. Nothing happens. After the beginning of the movie, you kind of expect <laughs> that maybe she will actually blow her head off. You know, um, but then she turns the gun on dad, and you're like, "Maybe it's not going to happen again." Nope. Kills dad, blows his fucking brains out right in front of the kids. And that, my friends, is... Kill of the Week! Kill of the Week worthy. Yes, I know we already had one. But come on, man. That was that was pretty good. I had to do two. It's my first two Kill of the Week episode, I believe, uh, ever. And maybe we'll do more. Maybe we'll, do, maybe we'll just do like a, a kill button. That'd be kind of cool, huh? So, kids take off towards the car. Grace has lost her fucking mind at this point. You're not really sure what's going on or how it's going to end. She's just kind of staggering around mumbling to herself of course the car won't start even though it was fucking you know up and running for god knows how long five or six hours i think is what he said to get up there if your car is running for five or six hours and then you you get out of the car (laughs) you come inside you're out of your car for maybe a grand total of 15 minutes and then you try to get back in your car and it won't start i call bullshit uh unless you're like a bad alternator or something um Anyway, so the kids, you know, they can't, they can't get the car to start. Cutscene, and Grace has brought the kids inside uh, at the at the kitchen table, dining room table, uh, for a meal. And Dad's just chilling there at the head of the table, dead, you know, brains falling out of his head and all that other shit. Um, she's just sitting there. She got burns all over her face. She's fucked up. She's she's you know she's all she's not having a good time. Um, and she has accepted the fact that this is how it has to end. And she feeds the kids, Lord knows what they're crying and, and slowly starting to sing along to the prayers that she's singing. Uh, she walks behind them. She puts sin, the duct tape 
um, over their mouths. And uh, that's it. They show the gun the same way they did in the beginning. And and that's that's the lodge. So it gets a little messy in the beginning or in the in the middle there. Uh, and, and it gets kind of confusing. And they never fully explain what exactly is happening. You're just supposed to accept the fact that like a 13 year old kid and like his 10 year old little sister can pull off all of this stuff with no help from dad. And you don't ever find out why it happened or, or anything like that. So that's main. That's the main reason why we didn't score it a little higher. I did like the twist and turns and everything. And then the ending's a little bit drawn out. They could have you know tightened that up a little bit, but um, just a little bit more, you know, I, I, I know I say all the time that like, I don't need things explained. Um, but when you do stuff like this, Sometimes, you know, when you, when you try to put so much into a movie, uh, but you don't put enough in, there is a difference. Uh, and I think that's what this, this was, but ultimately it, it's definitely worth checking out. I think I'm going to have to watch it again to see if I can pull anything else from it. But, um, thanks for the recommendation, Austin. Glad we got to watch that. Uh, looking forward to recording with you, uh, later, uh, tonight, actually, literally in like an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> so, but that will probably have been released before this is released. So whatever. Um, yeah, thanks again for for everything, uh, tuning in and all that fun stuff. Uh, this is this is fun as always. Um, check us out, all the socials. Not really all the socials. I can't figure out how to TikTok because I'm 35, about to be 36, and I just don't know if I have the energy to learn how to TikTok. <laughs> we are on Facebook. We're on horror horror reviews by the collective. Um, that's been a lot of fun lately too. A lot of great reviews coming out over there with everybody just you know always just doing so much, going over above and beyond finding things in like the dark corners of the internet to review and just stuff you, you, you couldn't find if you tried, I don't know where they get half of this stuff. Um, yeah, but, but, uh, thanks again. Like I said, we're on all streaming platforms now, I believe, uh, not all, uh, cause Google's leaving soon, but we're on, we're on audible now. I can't talk right now, man. Um, I didn't really even have that much beer. Jesus Christ. It's just, it's just that kind of day, guys. Um, well, hopefully I got all this out for, uh, so I sound like a professional for the next one. But um, yeah, we're not really sure what's getting released next week. Uh, could be could be anything, mainly because I don't know when exactly this is getting released. So with that being said, we will talk to you guys next week and stay safe out there. Cheers. <laughs>